Hey everybody, welcome to Commander Cast, episode 257. Uh, we're your weekly source for community, strategy, and technology, hosted on MTG Cast and our home site, CommanderCast.com. Uh, this week, uh, we have Calvin and Adam, and that's it. We're a little triumvirate today, but that's okay, you know. We don't need a fourth. We're cool with three, you know. They Word say that, that three is the, the most unstable in, in politics, like the most unstable system. But what the fuck? We're not, like, carving up the galaxy, you know. We're just. I would have to say that three is probably really unstable as far as, like, I mean, all I know about, like, I think that quote comes from, like, one of those flavor text things at the beginning of a chapter in Dune. So, yeah. like, that's, so, like, it, like it what the shit do it, I know? If got three, then you can <laughs> at least get two yeses and one no, two no's and a yes, and a yes, a no, and a maybe. Those mm-hmm. are, like, the only options it can go. So, I it, mean, at least most times, any decision can be solved as long as you have a third party. Hey, it was good enough for the founders. You know, we've got, like, the three sections of government. So what the fuck do, does, does Frank Herbert know? He's just writing about giant worms and shit. Like, so. he just hates politics. That's all that is. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like the ultimate number for politics is one. I make the decisions. <laughs> I choose what's happening. No, that's not happening. Maybe. Talk, right. talk to me tomorrow. I, didn't, I mean, well, I'm down as long as I'm the one. Yeah. Exactly. It, it really sucks if you're not the one. Yeah, yeah, that's um, the <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing they don't tell you, you know, in school about dictatorships. Like, it's awesome if you're the dictator. Um I guess it maybe until you get all paranoid and shit and start murdering people. Maybe it's not cool then. You just, get, you just have like, you know, a little less, you have a little bit more freedom because now you can just go ahead and do what the hell you want. And now you have an excuse to do what the hell you want. Yeah, you're like paranoid and shit. And then you're probably, you're probably like taking some hardcore drugs to stay up to make sure people don't like stab you in your sleep. <laughs> I don't know. This kid just took a dark turn. I was just talking about magic cards for a minute. And now. What Mark yeah. is really saying is Julius Caesar's downfall was the fact that he didn't have a Mr. Coffee. Yeah, probably. You know, they had, like, coffee back in the day. Although I feel like, like, I mean, Caesar's Julius Caesar got murdered, like, in the middle of the day, right? It's true. Yeah, so I guess coffee wouldn't have helped him, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was just a little too groggy. He wasn't paying too much attention. He probably should have listened to that dude who's like, dude, Caesar, don't go to the Senate building. That like, might have been, that might have been helpful. Yeah. He'd be like, buddy, just don't, I don't. I don't think it's a good day for you. And he's like, fuck you. I'm Caesar. I do what I want. And then he got stabbed. Like a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about a lot actually is the correct term for that. Yeah, I mean like, I don't know, 50, 60 times. I don't, they did, (laughs) they wouldn't see that History Channel documentary where they like did a 3D reconstruction of like where all the blades went. No, no. This one, like, pierced his guts, and, like, that was alright. He didn't, he could probably live without that. But this one that got him in the ribs, like, yeah, that's the one that really did it. I mean, they, you know, stabbed him in the neck, too. That was alright, but it was probably a glancing blow. Like, this was, like, 2,000 fucking years ago. Like, like there's an unsolved murder, like, two towns away from me. They can't figure out who did it. Yeah, they can do that biopsy on Caesar and tell you, like, what senator, like, like, as if you would need to do that. Once you stab somebody 60 times, does it fucking matter? Hey, like, rich white dudes make the news. That's it. Okay, yeah, there you go. I guess. <laughs> Shit, man. Um, 
Is this doesn't matter how old they are. This is getting darker and darker. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's talk about some cardboard wizards. All right, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's so anyway, mages and things. <laughs> Calvin. All right, let's lead today. us into something that's not our prior topic, man. For for everyone who hasn't heard you, who are you? For anyone out there listening who doesn't know who I am, my name is Calvin. I'm the captain of the Red Zone. I happen to also be the primary editor for the show you're currently listening to. I play red. I play white. Occasionally, I mix the colors together with other various colors like green, maybe black. But hmm, I'm, I'm actually I'm kind of old, so I consider artifact to be brown. So yeah, I, I might put some yeah. brown into my yeah. um, red white deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue, yeah, I, I, I can I can deal with some blue. I can I can, some I can go some yes guy. I've got no problem with Ruhan. Okay, yeah, Ruhan's kind of a beast. All right. Adam, this is gonna be like your Third, fourth Third, time, I think? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. But like, assuming that someone just came in fresh, you know, yes. they were gone for a summer, they don't know who you are. Uh, yeah. So I am Adam. Uh, so I guess will be uh, my third episode. I am, you know, trying to uh, represent the Johnnies of the world. Uh, I am on the lifetime journey of the twenty-seven decks. Uh, and then. I, I actually have like Google files where I, I've actually built like hundreds of them. I, I started going alphabetically through all the legendary creatures and just building decks around them. But um, yeah, that's me. I uh, I played Magic since I don't know Alpha Beta somewhere around there, and Ooh. you know, like like me some EDH. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, we don't have a fourth today. I'm Mark. Yep. I host the podcast. I'm a casual scrub. Um, if I was going to put a name on it, it'd probably be a Timmy. Like, when I see, like, Squirrel Tribal, I get really <laughs> excited. So, that's pretty much all you need to know about like, me. Like, yeah, swing like, with a million squirrel. Yeah, like, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck up the rules. I'm probably going to say some, I'm going to give some advice that probably isn't true. So, like, don't, you don't have to listen to me. Uh, I <laughs> make a lot of dick jokes, and that's about it. So, um, so that's it. Intro's out of the way. Um, if you would like to, uh, we have a Patreon up. We would very much appreciate your support. Unlike everything else on the internet, hosting a website is not free. Um, but you guys always, um, come through in the end, help us put us over the top. Um, also, if you're interested, oh, go ahead, Calvin. No, you mean over the tip. Oh, that's right. Holy shit. We got through a show last time without mentioning the tip. It's true. It's true. We did. What the fuck (laughs) are we even doing? Oh, that's right. We were, we were writing Garrick slash fic. That's right. All right. So we, we were talking about the tip. <laughs> we, were we were talking about the tip. <laughs> it's just like the tip was like big and angry and hairy last time. So it's like we we're just alluding to the tip. Um, but anyway, uh, and we also have a presence on YouTube too. Will's doing, uh, Rachel's doing some awesome things. Um, shit, I'm just going to re-record that. I'm sorry, Rachel. I'm sorry, man. Sorry, shit. I should stop putting the gender thing after that. Anyway. 2016 doesn't matter. Be who you want to be. Anyway. Uh, we also have presence on YouTube. Rachel's doing great things with the alpha build. Um, I believe, let's see, last I checked in, she was on Portal. Um, so we're getting some good cards, you know, we're past the, the hot dumpster fire that was fallen empires and homelands. So like pretty much it's all looking up, maybe a little dip when you get to Kamigawa again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The hipsters oh, oh, out oh, there, oh. but, um, uh, yeah, no, they're totally whole wrong. Totally wrong. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Kamigawa was amazing. I mean, I like parts of Kamigawa, 
We're going to talk about some Kamigawa cards later. That's true, yeah. We actually, I, I just took a big old stinky shit over Kamigawa. And that's like our technology a, segment a this week. I, I'm sorry, she's doing a white deck. And <laughs> Kamigawa was complete and total trash. The <laughs> white one in there is horrible. <laughs> the white one is, is pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's real bad. Um, but hey, if you want to tell us how much Kamigawa was or was not your favorite hot dumpster fire uh you can say so on reddit we have a big old reddit post and also a facebook page too um that i don't check at all but i have it on good authority that other people do so yeah that authority being exactly yes so we have calvin um who does those things so which is good so you hit us up there are so many different ways yep um but now segueing on uh for community this week we're going to talk about uh a a an old topic that I wanted to bring back. We're going to do a free-for-all roundtable on is there still a worst color in Command? Right after this. Whew. Let's see here. Where are you, damn it? Worst you color. I mean, obviously the answer is blue because that Whoa. makes you the worst person at the table playing mm-hmm that color, but... Um, Depending on what your definition of worst is. That's true, yeah, you really do have to yeah. nail that down. Um. This week on Community, we're going to do a free-for-all roundtable. Is there still a worst color in Commander? Ooh. Gentlemen! The question stands. Is there still a worst color in Commander? Don't say red. Go. Yes, there is. Good night, everybody. Sweet. And it's oh, red. Good night, everybody. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. All right. Hey. So we got we to gotta start this off first. I'm so glad that we have, like, a, the, the bristling anger already. Um, all right. So, Adam, what is the worst color in Commander, sir? Alright, and I think this by a very small margin, because this, this color has been getting significantly better. Uh, but I, I think it is red, because I, I think that, you know, like, black can do everything for a price. It's kind of always been very good. Blue seems to just over the year have, over the years, been able to just do everything. And so, if you get the right cards, I mean, you're gonna be able to do anything that you need to. Uh, green has the best ramp. No questions, you know, which is a huge part, and I think maybe the only reason people play green in EDH most of the time. And then white has—I mean, I think white is right up there with with black. I mean, it really—you can do almost everything with it, except for card draw. Card draw is pretty weak in white. Um, but yeah, I mean, red by that small margin, I think is is still slightly the weakest, but it's getting much better. Huh. Interesting, Calvin. Like, for me, if I were going to say a color that is actually the weakest as far as, like, we were just talking about in Commander, correct? Yeah. Right. So, like, blue and black are completely off the table. Those two colors have been busted throughout Magic, uh, magic period. Yep. The only time when we can even discuss whether or not they're good is if we're talking about, like, limited or standard. Yes. And even yep. then, like, it's still not really a discussion. Now, I mean, I would add green to that, especially if we're talking about Commander. I mean, just like Adam said, the amount of crazy-ass ramp and yeah. the fact that land destruction is so frowned upon um, gives green an enormous advantage. 
But it's like, 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 but I would, but I look at it as black and blue are automatically like in the top two, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, like, like you can debate back and forth which one is better. And granted, chances are it probably still end up being blue, but still, like, black and blue, they're like number one and number two seed, period, in all of Magic history. And since Commander goes back as far as the eye can see, then, you know, there's no reason for black or blue to ever fall down to the wayside of any of the other colors, unless they all happen to somehow magically just get so many broken cards and spells for the next couple of years that they just end up on par of the two most broken colors. I think the only way that, like, black and blue don't retain their status at the top is if, like, the apocalypse happens and Martin Screlly just buys all of them. Like, all the old good <laughs> all the black blue and cards blue. Black. Just, he buys fucking all of them. <laughs> right. you know? I mean, that motherfucker still has that Wu-Tang album he's not releasing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, on top of all the, the horrible shit he's done anyway, I'm just really bitter about that fucking Wu-Tang you album. Just, it's the album that gets you. That's, it is. It really saying, is. Man. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I want people to get the drugs they need to live. That's really fucked up, too. Fucking drop that yeah. Wu-Tang album, man. Jesus Christ. Dick. This is a fucking dick move. But anyway. Um, so if I was going to throw in my, my two cents here, um, I think I'm going to have to go with white as the worst color in Commander. And it really is because of the card draw. Um, I mean, yes, red has like some horrible... Horrible. Red has horrible card draw. Yeah, red has horrible card draw. It's getting yeah. like a little bit. It is better. getting better card draw. I'll give it that. But like, white really isn't. You know, like white's gotten some sweet tutors that red doesn't have, um, which I think you know is why it gets overlooked. Like, if you're looking for an equipment card, if you're looking for an enchantment, um, you're doing all right with white. But I don't I mean, think that, that white, makes up. White definitely trumps almost everything on removal. Sure. Yeah. I think white uh, is the best support color. Exactly. And yeah. and that's the argument that I would go for for why I think white is the worst color currently in Commander. Because, like, blue and black, they can stand on their own. You build a mono blue deck, you build a mono black deck, perfectly fine and acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could easily go ahead and build, like, I don't know, like an elf deck or whatever and be perfectly fine with green. But when it comes to white, like, yes, they do have their soldier deck, which can be used in, like, life gaining and things. It's one of my favorite but decks. But in the same token, outside of it, it's basically like the only... It's, to me, it's like feels like one of the only few mono-white decks that can actually work. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are other white decks that can work, and there are other yeah. mono-white decks that do work and can be played. But like, it's kind of like the... If you were to pick, like... If I was to say, like, name the top like basketball stars of all time that you can think of off the top of your head, right? You would think like Michael Jordan, or you might think of like uh, Larry Bird or Dennis Rodman or someone like that, just randomly off the blue. You don't really think of like somebody who. This is going to get racist. I'm going to stop this thought, this thought right now. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had Larry? Hang on, there, ready? <laughs> that was like 25 minutes in, and we we can't go on anymore. Like no, nope, <laughs> sorry, we just, like, you know, got too you racist. Know, like you know what? Like bring it, bring it, bring it back around. <laughs> uh, yeah, backing that train up, like backing that one up, way up. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> like if I'm looking at like black, it's like yeah, there's plenty of black decks and plenty of blue decks and plenty of green decks that can be built. But with mono white, in my mind, typically only like two decks ever like appear in the back of my head, like the soldiers deck and like the slash whatever equipment deck. Mm, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, like, like Nahiri, 
of like a that's lot a fun of mono deck, red but... decks that are good. Favorite thing good. is goblins. Yeah. All right. So okay. that's your soldiers. You got goblins. And then there's, there's Ashland the Pilgrim. It's true. And her 99 Mountains. Yeah. All right. So I've never played against this deck. I've heard you talk about it for <laughs> for some time. But is it actually a good deck? Yeah. All right. It's fair enough. Better, so now, it's even better now that the Tucker rule is gone. <laughs> that's true. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That must have that must have really screwed that deck. <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, like I, it, it's the deck I where thought about that. I, like, the, the best way for me to describe Ashton the Pilgrim is I'm guaranteed to have my commander. I'm guaranteed to put it down on turn two. I'm guaranteed to pump her whenever I feel like it. Any card I draw is just going to be more mana used to pump into her. She's only two mana, so if she ever dies, I'm more than likely, in one or two turns later, going to have more than enough mana to recast her. So any removal mm-hmm. spells that get used on her or wasted on her are kind of pointless. She has a built-in slight wrath effect because you can activate her and do like the X amount of damage for whatever counter she had on her. So I have board control, and since I can pump her up at, at instant speed, She's a beater. I can pump her and give her extra points to make her easy to block creatures. And if too many creatures are coming my direction, I can just overrun her ability and just kill everything that's coming directly. Mm-hmm. And her and her ability damages players as well. So given enough points and counters, I can even make a game a draw if I so chose for Vash. So, but even in that situation, okay. So, like in in that situation, the argument for red being a good color is Ashling's a good card and mountains are good. <laughs> and that, I mean, yeah. like, like, there's, yeah. there's not a whole lot red left in red but that's that good. Well, there are plenty of other things that red has. But you have to remember, red has Felden, red has Goretti, which yep. is a great planeswalker slash creature for artifact. Felden is fun. I mean, yeah. I, I'm currently yeah. playing a Felden deck, and it's so fun. you know, like, red can easily play the artifact game without using equipment. And then you know, yeah. even if you do throw in just like random equipment things, you have artifact creatures in red. Like, we have, you have creatures in red that look for artifacts and can pick up artifacts and equipment as well. Like, what's hey, that one? Godo is my favorite red commander. I love yeah. that deck. <laughs> right. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, so red can go into a variety of different directions. And even just, like, you know, just with those, it's like, I can, I, like, but, you know, granted, I have a little, I'm a bit biased towards it because it's the color that I like and that's the color I play the most, so I can easily do it. But you have to remember, white is also a color that I enjoy playing. And it's also a color I enjoy using. But when it comes to me building a mono-white deck, I I have the most difficulty building a mono-white deck without it basically just being a repeat of this soldier deck or this equipment deck. Mm. I think this is a good point. Um, you know, for me, it's funny. It comes down to, like, two different cards. Um, there is a card that I love in white called Trap Runner. And mm. Trap Runner, all it is is you just tap it, and target creature becomes blocked. It like it works on unblockable creatures. It specifically says on the card it works on unblockable creatures. It has this fucking just weird ass effect, and I like that in white because white has weird effects like that. But those are weird effects that really aren't like those are they're weird protective effects that white has. But then red has crazy shit like raging river, and like it does. <laughs> like raging river is the fucking shit. I love that card. Like, I have won games off of Raging River. Um, now, it, I think that's the thing. That's the, that's the determination in my mind. Like, the crazy shit I like doing in white doesn't really win me the game. You know, it can protect me in a pinch, which is why I think it's a great support color. 
but it's not really going to get me there. Um, whereas red, red is just so balls to the wall half the time that you're probably going to get there. You know, like, if half heart is just ridiculous. You know, you're sacking mountains to make goblins and weird shit like that. Um, so I think in terms of like what color is going to win you, like if that's what we're saying the worst is, if the worst is the color least likely to win you the game, I'm going to say mono white is probably that. And I'm saying that as a person, like my mono white soldiers deck, my Darien soldiers deck is one, is my other favorite deck to play. Um, it's just, it's crazy. Trap Runner goes in that deck. And my, um, my mono white is basically Avacyn blows stuff up, like Avacyn Armageddon, which sweet. is super annoying, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I, uh, I guess, like, red, and this is probably why people in, enjoy red, but it's why I don't, um, red doesn't do enough dirtily shit for me. No, so, unless I True. can sit back and screw around with stuff and kind of react to people gently for a while until I just up and win the game, it's not my color. Uh, but <laughs> yep. You know, like a good, like, like Simic colored, like counters matter oh, deck yeah. for that. Yep. See, see, what I'm seeing here is that I think it's like a key problem for us figuring out which one is the worst color in Commander between red and white is the fact of white is perfectly fine as a support color. It's better than red when it comes to supporting, and it's probably the best support color you can have. Mm-hmm. I mean, green yeah. will ramp you and give you the mana, but white would be the color that's like, look, I know what your deck is, I know what you're try- trying to do, I know what you're looking for. I have a card that will go into that deck and look for what you want and give it to you. Yeah. You're yeah. looking for an enchantment, here you go. You're looking for an equipment, here you go. Creature, here you go. Land, here you go. Removal. Removal, I've got yep. you. White mm-hmm. will support you all the way through. Yep. Which yep. means white isn't the worst color in Commander because it's, you know, got this amazing support system around it. People are going to play it. But it can do all that it. stuff on its own, too. Right. Yeah, but so the thing here is, is that but when it comes to just flat out winning the game and being able to be by itself and standing alone, Red is stronger than white in standing against itself and standing alone and having diverse decks and having different different options and all this other stuff. I mean, you can play just like the random red burn everything, or you can grab like your Wheel of Fortunes and just kind of have like a mono red kind of like gamble slash random chance deck. I have found you know? that one-sided nev discs every turn is pretty good. That is true. And that usually closes out the game. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't need, like, I do one-sided nev discs in, like, my Karn deck. Yeah, you know? I do it in, you know, Mono <laughs> so, Blue, too. But, yeah. Yeah, that's not, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, granted, a one-sided nev disc is fine for white, and it goes there. But if it's some, my view of it is, if it's something that you can easily do and also use in the other colors, then I don't consider it a white thing. Right. Because it's like, I mean, if I, I can do it in Karn, and I can do it in Mono Blue, and I can do it in Mono Black with Nev's disc, and I can potentially do it in Mono Green, then, yeah, you're sure White can do it, but these other decks do it as well. All right. Yeah, I will honest. say one thing for, for decks that get there. Like, I'm sure it's probably, like, the, the Kytheon deck now, but back in the day, like, the Isamaru deck, yeah, that but... thing was fucking brutal. Like, <laughs> especially playing 1v1, if that yeah. thing got any kind of, I mean, any kind of start, you know, you're you're on the back foot by turn two most yep. of the time. Yeah, um, you are. Yep, that deck that deck was nasty. Um, which I'm sure is just a Kytheon deck. Like you 
Yeah, as much as like, I like dogs, like you should just be playing Kytheon. I mean, like I said in the beginning, I, I thought that if if at all by a very small margin, red, and it's only because of the card draw and the ramp not really being there. And like I said, the card draw is getting better, and red is getting better in general. Um, but I, I think that it is closing the gap a lot. Like you can really play good decks in almost any color combination at this point. Uh, you know, I mean, commanders might be a little weak here and there, like you know, for different color combinations. But I, I think that they're all very still work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, I think that'll about wrap it up for a free for all roundtable. Uh, listeners, if you still have an idea um, about your worst color in commander, I mean, we kind of covered this in the break. I mean, the worst color in commander is blue because it makes you the worst person at the table. Um, but yeah. that's regardless. However you want to interpret worse, however you, you know, whatever um, ideas you have about this, feel free to chime in in the comment section. Uh, next, we're going to jump into our strategy segment this week with color strategies, or something I'm going to call color strategies. We're going to take a look at Orza and what is the most effective slash fun thing you can do in those colors. So stay tuned. Like, this is the week where Calvin's just not really sure exactly what he's going to be saying. Here it is, the Boros <laughs> player, just spent an entire segment trying to shit on white. And now <laughs> we're going into the next segment where I'm going to be doing the best I can to talk about how great white and black are together. Yeah, I don't know, man. Aren't I just an enigma? <laughs> Strategy segment this week, color strategy. What I'm going to call color strategies. This might become a recurring segment. All right. So we're going to pick a. The name for this segment is that's racist. <laughs> it's not. No, we're not. Nope. That's not. Nope. No. Yep. So that was. It was like 15 color. minutes since our last racist interruption. So we're gonna. Yeah, we can. We're yeah. never gonna get a five star review. Never. That's <laughs> just never gonna happen. Um. So. Color strategies, Orzov. Uh, we're going to talk about the the most effective slash fun thing you can do in this in these colors. Um, so I'll just explain the genesis of this. This was me. I've been trying to boil down what I want to do with my Orzov deck forever now. Um, starting out was the Vishkal deck, which I was you know constantly tuning, tweaking. But it really, I feel like it sits at the crossroads. Like now, it's going to be an an Ailey deck. Um, and because I think I'm moving more towards the sacrifice creatures, but you could also do like the sap life totals. Like, I really like the idea, like, black white allows you to turn your life total, like, cannibalize it, do weird shit with it, you know? Um, so, like, there's a lot of cool, different, funky things you can do in that color, but I feel like at some point you have to pick. You know, oh yeah, it's it's not like a, a discard fuels a dredge strategy. Like it really is. You have to go. You're sacking creatures for profit, or you're sapping life totals for profit. So 
I'll open it up to uh, the group here first. What do you think, guys? What's the most effective slash fun thing you can do in Orzov? So the one that I decided to build uh, for my one of 27 was Tesa. Because, you know, Johnny's going to combo. Yep. And, I mean, Tesa is, I mean, it's got removal just built in, and it is the combo king. You know, I mean, it, it does great things. Now, it's a super linear strategy that is kind of like you were alluding to, very outside of everything else that Orzov does. I mean, you're like, this is my strat. I'm not going to, like, splash that weird sapping and stuff like that that it can also do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's my personal favorite. Nice. I think Tesa, I mean, as much as I like a lot of other black-white generals, I think Tesa is objectively the best black-white general. First Tesa, not yeah. the Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, not the least boy Tesa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if people don't know what Tesa does, it's uh, one and Orzov colors for a 2-3 human advisor. Uh, you can sack three white creatures, remove target creature from the game, and whenever another black creature you control is put into the graveyard from play, put a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying into play. So there's a lot of pieces that go into this that make all of your creatures basically both colors that they need to be so that essentially you're just blowing up you know anything that you want to. Exiling, mm-hmm. actually, which is better. Yeah, it's, it's great. I think it's, I mean, it's a very strong deck. Um, Calvin, what do you think? What's your, when, your favorite slash the best thing you can do in Orzov? Uh, the, the thing for Orzov that I've come to find to be the most entertaining that I've enjoyed recently, and probably like since I've actually gotten a chance to play with black and white, would have to be uh, Daxus. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I, explain what you're talking about. Uh, Daxus is one of the commanders that came from the commander product that, had, that we had, I believe, last year, the mm-hmm. dual color ones. And basically what happens is he gets experience counters every time you cast an enchantment, and then he has an ability that allows him to put enchant black-white enchanted creature, enchantment creatures onto the field, and their power and toughness are equal to the number of experience you have. So it's one of those things where you're playing enchantments, you're playing things that are, you know, drawing you cards, you're playing your waste snots and all of your other stuff, right? Typical white-black enchantment things, you know, controlling the board, you know, sacking stuff off. And then, you know, eventually you get enough experience counters and you just dump some mana into Daxus, and next thing you know, you just have this 5-5 creature that just popped up out of nowhere. And even if Daxus dies or gets sent back to the command zone, the enchantment creature isn't, like, directly attached to him, so the creature stays. Which means if you get Daxus back and you happen to cast some more enchantment, that creature gets bigger and you play another, you, you activate his ability again, you get more creatures, so you kind of can build a nice little, like, not really a token army. I mean, you technically could if you had the right amount of mana for it. But, mm. you know, it's more of the, you're controlling the board with enchantments, you're controlling board presence with board wipes and everything of that nature, and then once you have the right amount of mana, you're just making these giant 7 7 8, eight enchantment creatures that are just going to be smashing everyone's face. I love this card. I absolutely <laughs> love this card. Uh... And white and black have tons of enchantments and even like great enchantment recursion and things like that. I've never seen this card actually do anything. <laughs> like I, I want it. Oh God, I want it so bad. I want it to be good. But I, I mean, I've played against it and every time I watch it, I'm like, well, it's turn eight and you've played like five enchantments and your guy was blown up during all of that. So you have no experience counters. So this is uh, just going poorly. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. 
No, I mean because they'll they'll like they'll play him out and then they'll like you know the next turn try to play you know a karmic justice or something like that and we're like okay well in response we're gonna sword your guy. Okay. You know, and so they never actually, actually get a ruin to make it. Gotcha. You know. Okay, like for first thing, I was like, wait, no, you've got like eight enchantments out. Daxes should probably have like you know at least like five experience counters. Right, but it, but everybody knows that it's the linchpin to that deck, and so otherwise you just have a whole bunch of enchantments that are maybe screwing with people a little bit, and they're just gonna be like, well, the only thing I actually have to remove is Daxos. Done. Hmm. Like no, we're wrong. Like the the dude does have like the biggest target on his forehead. Yeah, yeah. In that in that aspect, you know, and that's where you know good deck building comes around. Because any deck that you build around a specific commander, my my view and opinion is, unless you really are just dedicated to that one commander, period. You just want to build a deck that does that's all around that one person. No harm, no foul. Do your thing. But my personal view of it is, is that your deck has sixty cards in it that are going to be played. The other 40 are going to be your land base, right? Mm. So my view of it is, out of that, at least 20 of those cards should be designed specifically for your commander. 20 of those cards should be designed specifically to do something in case your commander isn't there, so you actually have something to play around with. And then the other 20 can be, like, you know, mixed and matched between what you need to round out your deck. Yeah. And, you know, like, if you're building a 60 deck, uh, a 60, uh, uh, if you're building 60 cards for your commander deck with your 40 lands intact and I mean, you've got your Daxos there, and the only thing you're doing is putting in, like, 59 enchantments. Then, you know, like, I, I, I can't help you if that's... Well, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can do that. I'm not saying you can't. But, you, you know, Daxos, it, it, oh, it, yes. but if Daxos dies, like, four times, and you don't get the mana, you might as well just pack up your deck and get ready to, you know, move on to the next table. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was... That's pretty much what I heard of from people playing that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to do derpy shit with tokens and derpy shit with enchantments. So, like, when that came together, ooh, baby. Right. Um, that sounds really interesting, but I never... To be honest, I don't think I ever have the balls to play this deck. <laughs> I have. I mean, every time the new the every time the new commanders come out, like, you know, when they put out the new products, our playgroup, everybody buys a different one. Mm-hmm. And we, you know... We, we can make like five changes a week and we do like a mini league for, you know, a month or so. Uh, and that one would, turned out to be one, one of the weakest ones. I, I definitely thought it was going to be one of the other ones, but that was, I, and I don't know if it was the deck or what that person ended up doing with it. Um, I but I, honest, we already know what the weakest deck in that lot was. Giant tribal! I schooled some people with that deck. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was the one that I ran, and like out of the box, it actually was not that bad. Oh, oh really? Ooh, you know it was amazing. Anya, that, that deck was horrible. Adam. Anya? It, no, I'm joking. Really? I did that just for Calvin. Oh, okay. Jesus, oh my god. <laughs> no, the no, Anya, I didn't the Anya love was just trolling Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know it's funny. Uh, you have down here with recursion with Athreos. And I actually do have an Athreos deck. It's actually an Athreos Shadowborn Apostle deck. I've talked about it before. Um, and that one is wicked fun, only because it gave me an excuse to buy 30 Shadowborn Apostles. Um, so that's like, even finding that was just fun. You know, walking yeah. to the local card shop. Hey, do you have 30 of this random fucking common from M14? Or M13, rather? Thanks. Um, it was, it's fun. It's a lot of, you know, like it's, yeah. it's derpy stuff. 
gives me an excuse to run Carnival of Souls and fucking kill myself. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a thing. Another reason why, like, I don't know, uh, Black Market is the best card. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know, like, that one I think is really specific. Um, like, I really do want to do more, like, the sapping life total stuff. Um, I mean, this, the sapping life totals, there's, there's a lot of options, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a lot of options for commanders, but Karlov seems to be the, there's a guy in my, de- in my group that, that plays a Karlov deck in it. He switched it from, uh, Obsidat to Karlov when mm-hmm. Karlov came out, and man, yeah, Karlov is very good. Yeah, Karlov is a beast. Like, that's who, um, I think so I'm gonna end up switching, um, Vishkal for. Because Vishkal is great, but right. like Vishkal is gonna be a finisher in that deck. Vishkal at seven mana, he's just too or eight mana, I think. Yeah. He's just too expensive. Yeah, so right. he's just he's just too much. I mean, Karloff is two mana for God's sakes. Right. Um, yeah, he's yeah he's just far and away much better. Um, but I guess what I'm gonna ask is the, to round out this segment: What is the most effective strategy for Orzov? What's the most What's the best thing you can do if you want to put away a game in these colors? Uh, if we were saying, like, in those, in those two particular colors, what's the best ways to put away a game, I would probably go with uh, an extort-style deck, mm-hmm. something where it's like you're draining large quantities or small quantities of life from everybody, but gaining a large portion of it for yourself. Yeah. I would agree with that. Because at least with that way, it's like you can... Just by having that, you're buffering any damage you've taken previously because, you know, your life total is going back up while slowly killing off the other players that are around you. And if you're doing it in the right number and circumstances of amounts before your opponents can truly notice what's actually going on, you can probably get away with it for a few turns before the table turns, before the whole game turns into Arch Enemy and they try to come at you. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually see players at, like, you know, somewhere between 60 and 100 life before everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's just going to remove all the our, our things that have commander damage associated with them and just sit on his life total for the rest so we all have to gang up at the same time. Yeah, I mean, the the slow life gain, like just incidental life gain thing, like you were saying, extort, you know, is, yeah, it's a, it's a really solid way. And that's the other good thing for like being in this particular color combination, because you have access to what is the best removal package Magic has to offer. Mm-hmm. You've got like your spot removals and like Path of Exile and Murders and all various kinds of like just mono black and mono white removal spells and source file. But if the board gets too massive for just a single spot thing, you can just go ahead and cast your Wrath of Gods and your Damnations and your Day of Judgments and your uh uh well, Black Sun Xenops and just kill everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then once everything, once the board is cleared back, you know, right, go right back to doing your ciphering and sucking yep. off the blood of everybody else. Yep. But I mean, I think that one of the best things about this deck is you don't even need to cipher a lot of times. Like, one of my favorite cards for just a, like a life gain or do shit with life totals is Shattered Angel. Like, whenever a oh, land yeah, enters yeah. the battlefield under an opponent's control, you gain three life. How often is that going to happen in Commander? A lot. If anyone yeah. has a stupid a ramp package, because it's Commander, they're gonna have a stupid ramp package, you know? Like, I've seen someone gain, like, 30 life off of a Genesis wave once. Yeah. You know, it's, like, you know, it's, it's weird little stuff like that. I mean, me, probably one of the reasons why this deck never came together is, is I'm more 
I'm busy, like, trying to put plus one plus one counters on shit with, like, unspeakable symbol. You can pay one life and put a plus one plus one counter on it. Isn't it a pay three life? Or pay three life, yeah. Um, so, yay, like, that's probably what I spend my fucking time doing. Um, I mean, I think that you can, you can use your life as a resource pretty effectively, though. I mean, you have things like Toxic Deluge out there that are, like, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you want to get rid of some stuff? And you're at 70 life, well, <laughs> you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, I'm way too cheap to buy a Damnation. I always will be until they reprint that thing. Um, So, like, Toxic Deluge was like mana from heaven. Mm-hmm. Or maybe horrible toxic mana from heaven. Oh, was it, uh, <laughs> even, even, uh, even, what was it? What's the black one that Garrick had? Garrick's Revenge. Oh, yeah, in Garrick's Wake. In Garrick's Wake? Yeah. Well, that was yeah. really good too. Was it like seven or nine or something? It was like nine, I think. Yeah, because like yeah, it was a plague wind, right? Yeah. That hit planeswalkers too. But, yeah, that was good. It was real good. Yeah. And that's and that's the and that's the that's what this color combination's key strength is. It's the you have instant speed removal for just the commander, so you don't have to worry about dying to commander damage. If commanders are a problem, you're just like, nope, just kill that guy, and you can do it repeatedly. You have like ways of killing off everything easily. And it's just like all over the place. You can gain all the life, and then there's plenty of cards in black that will give you an option to exchange that life total that you've got for something else that's equal or greater value. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna close this off by saying Tesa combo. Yep. Yeah, that's probably the, the best thing. You <laughs> that's can probably do. the best. But I mean, I, yeah. I think that the incidental life gain thing with uh, like with Karlov at the helm. Mm-hmm. Is a super solid deck. I think I think it's good. Well, that, that's good, Adam, because I know you're a much better player than me. So I, I guess if I ever get my Karloff deck together, at least I have one. one at least I I know someone who knows this deck works. So all right, that, <laughs> ma- that uh, makes me feel better. Carlos is uh, just be, just remember, Karloff is the Orzov Council guy, right? White yeah. Black. Whenever, like one of the council. Whenever, guys. whenever you gain life, he gets like bigger or something like that. He gets two plus one plus one counters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. Yep. Yeah, and then you can pay pay Orzov and remove six counters to exile a creature. Yep. See, see, he, he even has like he has built-in commander removal. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I like Ailey too, man. I mean, she's good, but I would put her in like a Tasa deck. You know, like I don't think. When I look at Ailey, like, I think that she's better in the 99, as if, like, if someone mm-hmm. keeps tucking my Tesa, rather than, like, running her on her own, but... My group, no more, though. Tesa my group periodically That's does, true. like, my group periodically does, like, tribal, you know, just, like, builds, like, we're gonna do tribal for the next three months, and I haven't done it yet, but Ailey is definitely on the, on the docket. I, I've yet to see somebody do, like, a tribal cleric thing with Ailey, and I want to see it, so I think it'll just have to <laughs> Who builds it? I mean, that dumb Shadowborn Apostle deck I have is like a, it's like a cleric. Most of it's clerics, clerics yeah. and demons. So, I mean, if you run that that really dumb cleric, like Mistwalker or something Walker, the one that <laughs> that lets you pay Orzov less for clerics, like Alias. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, that's, that's something, I guess. You can run Starlight Sanctum. It's not, see? You you <laughs> so, already have me sold. So. Yeah, there you go. Like, I guess, what the fuck else do you need? Random so. jank that nobody wants to play? I'm there. Sweet. All right, folks. Well, that about do- does it for our strategy segment this week. 
Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about technology. Um, not technology that anyone was asking for, um, but <laughs> we're going to do a retro cycle review on the Morrows. This is not the technology you need. This is the technology <laughs> that you want. Yeah. I'm telling you, like it, I mean, Nobody this is. Nobody needs this segment. Yeah, so no one needs it. this segment. So, this week on technology, folks, we're going to be talking about the Morrows. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I cannot take credit for the genesis of this. Um, Aaron, a.k.a. Uncle Landrops, uh, will have written... in the. It's in the future for me, but for the past for you. So forgive me if my verb tense gets a little off here. Um, an excellent article on the Morrows, specifically building decks around the Morrows, um, which I thought was a good idea or good fodder for a retro cycle review. Um, Aaron goes in real depth on the Morrows in his article, so we're not going to do that. We're just going to pick the five commanders, the five Morrow commanders from Kamigawa. We're going to you know, go around, give our feelings on each of the five. Then we have the two honorable mentions of Molimo and Motani, um, who are actually, I think, the, the secret best Morrows, maybe excited from the um, Kagamaro. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about Morrow, because um, Morrow's not legendary. Although he does have some sweet tusks coming out of his face. Um, seriously, like, that might be one of my favorite pieces of art out of all magic like my favorite non-therese nielsen art i guess um like that's just that anyway um the card sucks balls but man it's some (laughs) awesome art um you can say that a lot about like pretty much everything in eighth edition like eighth edition art eighth edition cards probably not so hot anyway so we're gonna do uh the first of the Morrows, which is Adam Morrow, First the Desire. Uh, We're going to take turns reading them all, but uh, I'll start with this one. So Adam Morrow, First of... (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this is a red card that Calvin doesn't like. We are we are on some hot shit right already. From I'm just the, saying, from if the, we're comparing white and red in this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like if this is where that comparison was, I would totally have gone with like red suck most. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten to the white one yet, so no. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so Adamaro first of desire is three mana. He's one colorless and two red. He's a legendary creature. He's a spirit. Um. His power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in the hand of the opponent with the most cards in hand. <laughs> yep. That sounds, okay. that sounds amazing. It's good. Yeah. Just make just... your opponents draw all the cards so that you can swing in for lots. Yeah. Cause right? I mean, I'm sure there's drawn lands. Like they're right. drawing stuff that would stop at a morrow. How the fuck are you going to stop at a morrow? I mean, he's probably attacking on turn four. Maybe turn three, if you're lucky. Whoa. Um, so, 
Yeah, man. He's just he's smashing in there. Spirit. Spirit that doesn't fly. <laughs> so, with zero evasion. <laughs> not a key word on there. So, yeah, this guy fucking blows. <laughs> um, I think the only I think the only good thing about Adamaro is that you could unlike some of the other colors you could build a deck kind of around a lot of the mechanics related to this, right? Like Putting in your sudden impacts and molten psyches and things like that, you you could do that because you're you're in the right color for it mm-hmm. for that. Uh, but otherwise, yes, I mean, this, nope. is, this is not a good card. <laughs> I have good. seen the coolest well, thing I've ever step. seen with Adamaro is um, he was in a Nekuzar deck, uh-huh. and someone had just made all like made one of their opponents draw just ridiculous amounts of cards, and then they just flung him at him. So, all right. I'm like, that's something. That's yeah. a lot of work to get Adamaro to do fucking anything. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fair. Yeah. All right. Let's just move on. This guy's. Yeah. Ugh, no, this no, guy's no, 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 no. Before we go. Oh. <laughs> like, I, like, there's a soapbox rant going on for this. <laughs> all right. Ready? Soapbox. All right. So let me get this straight. I, like, I've gone through the list of the cards that are in this particular cycle. Why is he the only one that doesn't, that his ability is like the shittiest, like literally the shittiest? Not mm-hmm. only do you not have any real control over it, any, the control you have over it is by allowing your opponent to have the biggest fucking hand. The rest of them, no, they all care about you having a big hand, wanting you to have, oh, oh you've got six cards of hand? Great. Guess what? I'm getting six, six, or, you know, like 12 tarot, depending on the green one. No, I'm getting something good because I've got a big hand. Now with him, it's like, yeah, I've got a big hand, and it doesn't mean dick. The end result here is, is like, if my opponent, the, the best thing that could happen to this guy is, is that somebody cast that guy. What was it? What's what's his name? The the, the, the Sphinx, the Sphinx that draws you two cards every time someone draws a card. Oh, consecrated Sphinx. Like the best card for him is when my opponent has a consecrated Sphinx, and even still, it doesn't really help because the consecrated Sphinx is still blocked. Plus, on top of that, it's blue, which means they probably got some type of bounce spell or whatever the case may be that can deal with this bastard if you chose ever to come your direction. And if you try to activate some type of ability, you're going up against someone who's got blue, which can deactivate the ability that flung him at you. Or just counter the fucking spell that you used to fling him at you. Why? Why? Why in the world? So I have an answer to your why. (sighs) If you look at the upper right-hand corner of the card, there's some symbols. Yeah, these and these little fiery they, things. They, they, they're two fiery middle fingers that are just <laughs> in the corner, out corner of this, of the top of this card. And those are for anyone, anyone who chooses to, for whatever reason, decide to reach into their pocket, pull money out, and invest it into this one pathetic, stupid, ignorant little card. I don't I'm understand. Buying, how much buying one just for you. I'm gonna yeah, fifty-four yeah. cents. Ooh, baby. Right. I wonder what I'm. Foil this guy costs. What? That's bananas. I'm looking it up. Average three bucks. Whoa, that's way too much money. Whoa. <laughs> that is like it's three dollars and seven cents. That's three dollars more than like, I would what? pay. I, I have a list of things that I can do for three dollars <laughs> that I would rather do than to spend that money on this card. You know what I can do? Buy for $3? a soul- I could I, I could buy I could, I could go to McDonald's and hit the dollar menu up for three sandwiches. I could go and take three dollars and put it into a washing machine to get my socks clean. I could take that three dollars and go grab myself a nice size soda. I could 
use that three dollars and buy a pack of hot dogs and a loaf of bread and make myself a miniature cookout. These are a lot of things I'd rather do with my three bucks and to waste it on a foiled version of this crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? He he is the only one that doesn't have an ability. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. The, um, Massimaro doesn't really have an ability. But I feel like in the green one, like yeah, yeah the green one doesn't have one, but it, it counts cards in your hand. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, but, but it gets twice as big though. Yeah. Big. Yeah, that's something. So I guess that is kind of an ability. This guy's just yeah. I feel like it probably was in like the first draft. It was cards in your hand, and then like. I don't know, probably Mark Rosewater came around and like looked over somebody's shoulder and they're like, <laughs> red can't it's red. But What's this kind of guy gonna be like, if it's three, three? Fuck like, that. Like, let's say, let's say, okay, the, the in their chance. hand is absolutely fine. You know, why wouldn't they just put an ability similar to Kegamaro on there saying like, you can sack this guy and it sudden impacts the person too. Like then, you know, okay, I'm getting extra damage in or, like when it's it swings, least, yeah, like some type of a fireball effect. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, Adam Morrow's desire is, or or gaze of Adam Morrow. Like gaze of Adam Morrow is a four mana instant, but it deals damage equal to the number of cards in target player's hand to that player. Right. That's a good card. Like right. I have legit used that card before to punish assholes with consecrated sphinxes. Like I've won a game off of gaze of Adam Morrow before. Like, like, I don't he, think anyone he, can say that about Adamaro. Like, like, here's one thing about Adamaro that is a true fact that you cannot <laughs> say about the rest of the other Morrow. All right. Yep. Now you could cast Adamaro, and your opponent has the opponent with the most cards in hand mm-hmm. has a singular card. They pay three mana for one one, and then they play that one card from their hand, whether it be a land, whether it be a, a, a creature. <laughs> your Adamaro now turns into a zero zero and dies. <laughs> Hey, all I all I heard is one more benefit to the Hellbent deck. There we go. Yeah, kills I mean, Adamara. Honestly, man. Yeah. Um. So moving on to a card that does not suck. Um. Kagamaro, first to suffer. Uh. Adam, you want to read this guy off? Sure. Kagamaro, first to suffer. Three generic and two black for a legendary creature, Demon Spirit. Uh, which has a power and toughness equal to the number of cards in your hand. You can pay one black and sack it for all creatures to get minus X minus X until end of turn where X is equal to the number of cards in your hand. So. Yeah. This guy's pretty boss. Aside from the fact that he's like a fucking larva with a whip and like a bunch of swords. Can we talk about the fact that he's the only one who's not just a spirit? He's a true. demon spirit. Yeah, he's a demon spirit. Which is way more metal. Boss. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't fuck with this guy. If I yeah, walked I think, into a room and I saw this dude, I'm, I'm walking out. I think it. Black has enough card draw that this is, you know, you can easily keep your hand at 7+. plus. Uh, and so just having something that's a big beater for 5, as well as in almost, you know, in any time removal of most of the board for one Black instant speed, it's yep. it's enough benefit. It's, it's, a, it's a decent card. Yeah. I really like this guy. I run him in... Um, a lot of my dredge decks, um, you know, because I'm getting crap in my car, in my, into my yard, getting crap out of my yard. Anytime I need like permanence to give me another wrath effect, this guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Calvin, what do you think? Uh, this card is great. It's amazing. It does like you know everything everyone said, and it's also a perfect fit into the Badunka Dunk deck. 
Because <laughs> if you're baking a deck of creatures with the biggest butts, you cannot lie that this card has one. Yeah, like, Kim Kardashian's got nothing on this dude. I mean, that's just... Yeah. That is the biggest... The biggest of butts. Yeah. It, it, it kind of reminds me of it's, Tick. It, it's among it. It's among yeah. the biggest of butts. Like, what was it? Like, you know, whatchamacallit, uh, Sheldrake has a pretty nice wide pooper back there as oh, well, too. Rich story. Yeah. yeah, isn't that, like, technically a thorax or something? Am I getting, uh, if it's an insect, though, but it doesn't seem to be. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what well, any I mean, of like, yeah, art, you're just gonna... You know what they are? You know, gonna... I mean, people who, uh, people who love them, some Rick and Morty will get this. Why is it that every kind of black creature always devolves into Cronenbergs? They're all fucking Cronenbergs. Yeah, you know? yeah, they do. They do the like, black yeah. creatures always and, like like actually well not just them like if you count the Eldrazi the Eldrazi turn creatures. Oh yeah, the Eldrazi are some wicked fucking Cronenbergs. Like Eldritch Moons filled with Cronenbergs. Fucking Cronenbergs everywhere. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, there we go. Kagamaro, definitely buy that dude. Totally worth it. I wonder how much Kagamaro goes for it nowadays. He's two. He's a buck fifty. Shit, go buy that guy. <laughs> I mean, damn. Yeah, man. you can buy bad. two Kagamaros for one foil Adamaro. Mm-hmm. Say no more. You can, no you more. can have either two really good cards, or you can have a foiled version of a piece of crap that you probably will end up writing down as the reason you did something horrible to yourself on a note. Yep. Uh, I vote for Adamaro. Yes. No. <laughs> Wait. No. Damn it. You tricked me. Um, all right. Next one. Calvin, do you want to read off Kiyomaro? Sure thing. Kiyomaro, the first to stand. It's three colorless and it's double white. It's a legendary creature. It's a spirit. And his power and toughness is star star because he, uh, like the other one, or like most of the Maros, his power and toughness is equal to the number of cards that's in your hand. And as long as you have four or more cards in your hand, he also has vigilance. And when he deals damage, if you have seven or more cards in your hand, you gain seven life. That's that's a thing? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this guy could have benefited from one of two things. One, either the middle ability of the the four or more cards and he gets vigilance, giving your team vigilance. That would have been much cooler. Or just giving him lifelink. Yes, lifelink, I think, (laughs) is the thing this dude do. Um, Okay, so question for the group. Which came first, giving this dude vigilance or calling him first to stand? Because I feel like once you do one or the other, the other one falls in place. I'm going with the vigilance showed up first. Probably. I feel like whenever R&D can't figure out what to do with a white card, they give it vigilance. Which I am finding is like very underrated. Like, a lot of people do not respect Vigilance, but it, <laughs> yes. it's pretty... I mean, it comes in solid. handy. It, don't get me wrong. Like, I always forget, like, my favorite card in white is Sun Titan. Yeah. The last thing that I remember about that card is that it has Vigilance. I don't know how many... If I had a nickel for every time a friend of mine has yeah, asked me, Titan. why the fuck are you turning Sun Titan tide- sideways? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, I I guess I just play with honest people, because every other motherfucker probably just would let me tap that shit and just, like, go on. Um, yeah. That's, um, now, it's see, a thing. See, the thing for uh, Kayamaro that I'm looking here at is, like, the first two abilities are the things we're, like, we're aiming for. 
for the most part. I mean, granted, the final one, the third ability where you can, you know, gain seven life might that's be nice. something to, like, you know, inspire for, I guess, if that's the right word. But quite frankly, he turns, is basically a 4-4 Vigilance for five. Now, not necessarily saying that's bad, not necessarily saying that that's something that's, you know, terrible, but it's not something you write home to mom about either. It's not like, you know, like, yeah, I got the dopest with magic cards. I got a 4-4 with Vigilance. Now, granted, his ability allows him to get bigger, so you could potentially have like a 5-5 five, five or a 6-6 six, six or a 7-7 seven, seven or a 20-20, depending on whatever your hand's doing. Yeah, but you're in white. Yeah, but he's also in white. But I'm not necess- I'm not saying he's like in a mono-white deck. I'm just saying like sure. if you're like playing him in like white and you've got like all the draws and you've got your reliquary tower out or whatever the case may be. Maybe he's whatever the bomb in like a blue-white spirit deck? Here. This guy? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like this guy is the, the like... Very middle of the road, like I mean, yeah, Adamaro is obviously horrible. Kagamaro is <laughs> playable. This guy is like, I mean, would, would you ever the really guy. put this in anything? I mean, like, it's probably most of the time going to be what a five-five with vigilance, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for five. That's that's yeah. eh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like you know, it's like at the most part, like it's a five-five for five with vigilance. Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying it's terrible. No, but it's, but it's, not, no, but it's just that, it's not something you're going to build your deck around, and it's probably not yeah. something you're going to want to include in your deck. Yeah, the only I'm, reason you'd even include this guy in your deck would be because you want that life gain part. But even then, that's only seven, and he has to deal damage, and you have to have these other yeah. like restrictions just to get to that. Yeah, there's just way but, better ways to do everything. I don't know. I think Kiyomaro is like emblematic of of what I don't like in the Kamigawa block. Yeah, it's like. It's a thing. I guess it's well costed, but I'm never gonna fucking play this card. You know, I think I, it's yeah. I think it's very indicative of when does when design needs to do a cycle and they literally have no idea how to complete the cycle. Like this whole cycle suffers from that a lot, where they're like, hmm, white. Well, life gain, vigilance. That's what white does. Let's do really bad versions of that on this card. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. So the rest of the set sucks anyway. No one will notice. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of what I think this this is you know dealing with. They got lucky on Kagamara because as we as we continue through, I don't think we're gonna have super positive things to say. No. No. But moving on. Um, Masamaro, first to live, is a legendary creature spirit. Stop me if you heard that one before. <laughs> uh, he's six mana uh, for a star star. Just like everybody else. Uh, he's three colors and three green. Mass Amaro, first to lives, power and toughness are each equal to twice the number of cards in your hands. Um, now, I mean, he gets twice the number of cards in your hands. And like green can draw you some cards. Um, you know, I would, um, if anyone wants to see a really cool deck, the deck that, uh, Aaron linked to in his article about the creatureless Mass Amaro. That thing is sick. Um, Interesting. It's it's just really cool, you know. Like it's one of those, it's, it's one of those things that I just I I don't know. Like it kind of blew blew my mind the first time I I just like reading that sentence blew my mind. And then looking at the deck, I'm like, that's really cool. Um, so you can get there with some Massimaro. Um, I think but, this could have used what Kiyomaro has almost like. As long as it has four or more, as long as you have four or more cards in your hand, Masamaro gains trample. So that one yeah. ones don't get in front of this all day long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, I mean, when we talk about Molimo, like, yo, that dude has trample. Yeah, there and you go. He's, he's one more mana, and he's just, his power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. Um, but that instantly makes him better. Yes. Like, the other two Maros, which are the honorable Maro mentions, uh, Moltani and Molimo, are both way better than Massamaro. Like, yep. undeniably. So. See, the thing for yeah. Massamaro, that, like, you know, when we're doing, like, a comparison between him and Molimo, like, let, let me get this straight, okay? So, just, like, logically speaking, for the Maro cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you pay five mana. And you get a creature that's as big as your current hand size. You know, we're completely ignoring the red one. Yep. Massamaro. All right, you pay one extra mana. You get a creature that is twice as big as your hand size. Okay, sounds like a good benefit, right? Mm-hmm. But if we go one more mana further, yeah, you don't get a creature as big as your hand size. No, you don't have to worry about that. It's But at least it's equal to your land, and you should have that because you're paying seven fucking mana. you got to have some type of piece of <laughs> mana base to be able to old. cast it this yeah. But you drop the whole double how big he is, and then you get an ability that's actually relevant for the fact that he's large. Yeah, <laughs> tramp. Oh, damn it, Calvin! You and your relevant abilities. Yeah, I do yeah, feel like like Massimaro, like he just itches that Timmy uh, Timmy spot, right? Where yeah, we're like you could sit everybody down, and then like you know bring the Timmy player off the side and be like, dude, this guy gets twice as big. <laughs> Like yeah. you know, everyone else is just saying, like he fucking sucks. He doesn't have any kind of evasion. He's gonna get fucking stopped by a squirrel. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like in green, it's like you know he can you could potentially like play something like the bow and Nihilia or whatever, and he has like trample or you know you yeah. have like many various yeah. other ways in green to give him what he needs. But in the same token, like, but if I'm paying that much mana for him to begin with, I don't think I should have to be paying all that much extra mana again just to make him relevant. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, it's like you bought a car with three tires, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a, Again. It's a really nice car. It looks really good, but I gotta go out and make one more purchase just to get this bitch rolling in the way I mm-hmm. want it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like all of these really needed to take it, take some cues from Kegamaro in, in that, like, okay, so let's give them all this ability where they're, they're big, you know, whatever. Uh, but then give them all a sack ability. So that you get some kind of benefit. So, like, Adamaro could have just done damage to the dome. Kiyomaro yeah. could have, like, gained just X life or twice X life. This guy yeah. could have, like, pumped your whole team. Like, an overrun kind of effect or yeah. something like like Or pop, or, or pop out a least, token like, here you know, and there. Or at the very least, when you, like, when you sacrifice him, you gain um, the mana. Mm-hmm. Twice oh, the yeah, there mana. you go. Yeah, yeah something. You know, I mean, like, mana, twice the number of cards you're in. I mean, like, they feel this... Even in the set, like, I play a Sashiro snake stack, which is <laughs> yeah. legitimately, like, super derpy, but fucking Sashiro has this amazing draw ability. Like, you draw a card each time a snake deals combat damage, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's all, and for the same, I think it's like a 4-4 four, four, or 5-5 five, five for 6, with yeah. an insane draw ability. Um, yeah, I'm never playing Masamaro. I mean, even in a token deck. Or even in any kind of deck, even in a big dumb green stupid deck, you can do yeah. better things in green for six mana. Ugh. I mean, that's just like the theme of this set, right? Like you can do better for the mana, right. you know. E- even if it's three mana and red, you can do better. 
So no, Miguel, except, uh, you can except, do better. Except for, uh, Med- <laughs> except for uh, uh, Adamov. Not going, we're not discussing. Yeah, he's, he's pretty But shitty. I do kind of want to build that, like, uh, Masamaru creature list deck. It's really sick. I mean, when, I mean, you can check out Aaron's, uh, article, which I think will, will have come out by the time this podcast comes out. Um, but it'll come out next Friday for us, Calvin. Um, that thing's really sick. Um, but anyway, moving on to much less sick designs. Um, Adam, do you want to read Soromaro? Absolutely. Uh, Soromaro first to dream is four generic and two blue for a legendary creature spirit, uh, with flying. And Soromaro first to dream's power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in hand. And then pay four, return a land you control to its owner's hand and draw a card. Alright. I, uh, so this is the best one. <laughs> Ooh, them's fighting words. <laughs> All right, here, there's two reasons. One, you can play it in blue. Two, <laughs> it has flying. Okay. Three, yeah, it, it, it does say draw a card. <laughs> what other evidence do we need? Yeah, I mean, a creature, it's funny that you don't see more of that. You know, like, more power and toughness equal number of cards in your hand in blue. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I know blue doesn't get big beaters, but that should be the way blue gets big beaters, you know? Yeah. Like, that yeah. makes sense. Um, and I guess, I mean, four mana return a land you control? That's, I mean, that's something. Horrible, yeah, but... I guess. Again, that one I always look at and I'm like, seriously? I'm like, that's how you're drawing cards in blue? But, no. I mean, late game and you just got lots of mana, I guess you just draw a few cards sure. and this dude a little bit bigger and swing but, with a flyer. But yeah, I mean, you can do that and then just play the land again. But the thing you know? for Soromaro is not the fact that it has that weird... Uh, it has, here, here's what makes Soromaro good, right? One, it has flying, right? Mm-hmm. So you swing in with Soromaro. When you know Soromaro is getting through, no blocks or whatever the case may be, and you know you're getting the damage, right? And you have the open mana, you can pay four mana, return lands to your hand, and draw a card, right? Right. But by paying that, Soromaru becomes bigger, because now you have an extra land in your hand, plus the card you drew, which means it just got an extra two points of attack. Now, depending on how much mana you have, and how many lands you have, and where that mana right. source is coming from, like say you're using artifacts, or you're just bouncing all of your lands back to your hand, you could easily be swinging in, and they think your opponent thinks that they're getting hit with a 4-4 four, four, or a 5-5, five, five. and next thing you know, it's like, nope, I'm just going to tap this artifact, I'm going to tap this Grand Dynamo, I'm going to tap these artifacts for the extra four colorless mana, I'm going to return all of my lands that I have on my field back to my hand, draw yeah. a card for each one of them, and now you're taking 17. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, you you could definitely do that. You could also, you know, just to avoid, like, them blowing it out, you know, they try to, you know, fireball it, lightning bolt it, something like You know, I mean, you, you have the ability sure. to control its power to some extent, which is the only reason I think that it maybe, maybe beats out, I mean, removal is better than this, but, I mean, in a one-on-one matchup, you know, it maybe beats out Kagemaro only because I'm going to pop Kagemaro to destroy all your creatures. All right, well, I'm going to tap eight, draw two more cards, and now he's bigger than the minus X minus X. I mean, this is true. This dude plus, like, high tide, late game. Right. You know? Yeah, you're, you're doing okay. Um, and, but the, and the evasion yep. is huge. huge. True. Yeah. And, and this is just another prime example for what our discussion was 
before about how blue is the most busted color in Magic, because it's the only Maru with the ability to fly, even though every single one of these bastards is a spirit. <laughs> That's true. Hey, they didn't go to Innistrad back then. We weren't like all the spirits or little white one ones with flying. Like, yeah, but, but I mean, but, Magic back in the day did some dumb shit. You know, like Whippoorwill doesn't fly, I think. I don't care. Well, know, they they did this whole Kamigawa yeah, boss. But that's true. Like, I don't yeah. think he gets flying. And like, he yeah. just gets it. It just gets it. It's not like you have to jump through some, like, oh, if you have four cards in your hand. Right, right. Yeah. He gains one. Like, no, he just has it. I know. The green yeah. one doesn't just have trample. The white one right. doesn't just have vigilance. The red That's one and the black one don't just have, like, death touch or haste or something like that. No. He yeah. just gets it. Some things I think should just automatic, like, like Calvin said, like, spiritual, I might even get to fly. The thing that always bugs me is how, like, soldiers aren't humans, or they aren't, like, they don't have any race that are soldiers. It's like, what the fuck? What? You weren't always a soldier. What the fuck were you before? Or something. You be they should all, they should all have a race now. Yeah, they should, or something. But it's a, they're just soldier tokens. Sometimes they're like, cat soldiers, sometimes they're whatever soldiers, but a lot of times they're just soldiers. See, and, that, and that's the up. weird part about like soldier in and of itself, because it's a race and a class. No, but I don't that, think that's weird. Like, you can't be, it? your race isn't soldier. That's the thing. Like, it's the, like, the class concept for it is, like, cause like, if you have like goblin scout, right? Yeah. That means it counts as a goblin, it counts as a scout. The reason sure. it has scout on there is because that's supposed to be what its job is, you know? Yes. Yeah, like human advisor. Like human advisor, goblin scout, merfolk wizard, you know? Elf archer. Understandable. Yeah. But soldiers are one of the only classes, like one of the only, like, uh, not, not, yeah, it's one of the only classes that doesn't necessarily have to have a race to it. So you can that's have just a regular soldier token. And, you know, it's not like, you know, you have just regular goblins. You have regular humans. You have, like, merfolk, right? Sure. You don't ever just have, like, I don't know, wizard. It doesn't, it's normally just, like, it's a class that's typically not by itself. It's usually something else and a wizard. It's true. It's kind of like soldier basically kind of falls in that weird category of, it's like, it's a class that technically is a race. I mean, most of the soldiers have... A race as well. Most of them do, but like soldier there's tokens few, yeah. don't. You know, yeah, yeah. Don't, get like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of soldiers that do have races on them, but you know, it's like like oh yeah, I'm gonna make a goblin token. You can make a soldier token, but it doesn't sure, have, sure. It's not like, but it's like like oh no, it's like you know, no, it's not a human. Like okay, then what the hell is it? Is it a goblin? Is it a <laughs> right, human right. inside that suit of armor? Like, don't tell me we got, like, a merfolk sitting inside this body armor and we're just going to treat it like everybody else just because it has this one job. Yeah. What? We did kind of go off the rails. We did, the yeah. Maros. <laughs> like, <laughs> it took kind of a hard turn from the Maros. Well, well, but that's all right. Good. You know. Well, yeah, no one needs to talk about the Maros anyway. We yeah. got, we, that's we true. I mean, about, we, we kind of most it up. Talk about most of the other ones suck. So yeah. Good. The only thing I will say is that if you're playing multiple commander, you could do a lot worse than Multani. Who counts the power of toughness? Or his power and toughness are each equal to the total number of cards in all players' hands. Yeah. So if you can get this dude out early, he's only six mana. He's in green, and he's got shroud. You can do some serious damage to people. So my like my pick for the Morrow cycle is nothing from Kamigawa, just Multani. I mean, if you had to pick one from Kamigawa, go with Kagamaro. But otherwise, go with Multani. Uh, a, a similar to that statement is it, my pick from the Kamigawa cycle is nothing but Sensei's Divining Top. 
<laughs> wow, that's harsh. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, Calvin, would you like to shit on an entire block of magic as well? Oh man, well, I'm not going to share an entire block, but this cycle though. This is ooh, this cycle yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like whoa, man. Yeah. Like it, this. Like talk about when talk about a cycle that makes no sense whatsoever. Only thing that these bastards share are creature type and a name. And in some cases, the creature type ain't even truly guaranteed because we've got one that's also a demon. Yeah. yeah. Is it really ironic that it's a shitty cycle of creatures named after one of the most famous designers in magic? I just think you should expect more, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like really? Like Mark Rosewater. <laughs> These are your cards, man. Was like, he designing? Was he head designer of this set? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know, know if he was head designer. This, this is like an Eric question. This is a Grandpa Gross question, I, right? I, I hope he was head designer for this set. And he allowed this cycle to pass with his name on it. Yeah, it's like, ooh, buddy, we just hey, we know. all have misfires, right? Did you have five oh. in a row? Yeah, <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's not, ooh, ooh, that's not, that's not good. Um, but anyway, so we're going to wrap up technology with that um, that note. Um, we didn't shit on all of Kamigawa, so don't hate it. All of us. Yeah, just just most of it. Definitely on this cycle, but, you know. Um, also, definitely read Aaron's uh, Morrow transplant article. It's really cool. Um, and that's it. So with that, folks, we're going to go to the outro, and we're going to wrap her up. Is this, you know, like, it's strange. I was expecting him to say something after wrap her up. Yeah. Like, I like, the enunciation, yeah, should, but, but it just sounded like something else was coming. Just, nah. I don't know. We said enough. So. Oh. Alright, ladies and gents. Well, we have come to the end of yet another Commander Cast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, let's start with Adam. Adam, if people want to talk to you about their strategies for Sora Morrow, because uh, apparently he's the best of the Morrow cycles, Absolutely. Uh, how can they hit you up on the interwebs? You can definitely tweet me links to your builds for Sora Morrow at uh, Squire9999, sorry, four nines, uh, or shoot me an email at Squire1MTG at gmail.com. Sweet. Calvin. If uh, people want to disagree and say that Adamaro is the best thing in Kamigawa, uh, where can they hit you up at it? Boy, like if you if you can figure out a way to make our, uh, Adamaro the best thing in, in Kamigawa, you can tell me all about it, and I will <laughs> listen. And I will probably totally disagree with you, but I'll listen. I'm giving it a shot, and you can hit me up over at Twitter at Captain Red Zone, or you can just you know write that long list out shoot it over to me in an email at captainredzone at gmail.com sweet and if anyone wants to talk to me about their I don't know their sweet Daxos the return build um cause I figured that that has to be a thing a, somewhere like somewhere someone has made that deck work um, I mean I hope so I hope I hope somebody made really it work so and too. it's good yeah yeah you know like I'm not I'm not shitting on it like I really do want to see that deck work um so hit me up at MahlerMA at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to see it. 
So, and also, if you just want to blast the whole staff with, I don't know, how much green is the worst color? No, I can't even get that sentence out. Green's an awesome color. Um, we're really just talking about like what side of the Boros coin is really the the shittiest in Commander. That's really where we're coming down on. Um, you can just blast the whole staff at commandercast at gmail.com or at Twitter at commandercast. Or you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Um, or you could leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we'll read off any five-star reviews on the air. Hey, we've gotten at least an hour since our last racist blast. So um, that should be worth something, right? That's worth something. That's worth something. And, you know, since it's worth something, that means that you value it. And if you value it, you value us. Which means go ahead and send us a little bit of that extra change you have in your pocket. And help support the site by stewarding over and supporting our Patreon. Sweet. That's a sick segue, Calvin. Very nice. Um, It's almost like we do this on a weekly basis. Um, It's almost as if we had it planned out somehow. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, But really cool anyway. So thank you, people who are supporting us, and thank you, even if you're not supporting us on this, on, this, on Patreon. Uh, thank you for listening. Big thanks here to everyone at the CommanderCast Network too, and we'll see you next week with more community strategy and technology. Until then, let's get it. I just linked you guys my Adamaro deck, which, by the way, just to give you a, a bar to set this by, uh, Tybalt is in it. So, ooh, oh god, ooh, no, oh, no, it's a ball of jank. Like it's it's horrible. But like I said, I was trying to kind of <laughs> alphabet- alphabetically like do every uh, legendary creature, and that was what I came up with. <laughs> and, and, it, it's oh, not Jesus. a good. It's not a he good. Was going alphabetically, he got to A, he hit Adamaro, and he was like done. Wait. <laughs> Burned his entire collection. <laughs> Adam, I I think now you're legally obligated to include this in the show notes. Um, with the link to it, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> this is this is that's intense. Like I thought you were joking at first, and then then it really popped up. I'm like, oh, wow. So, yeah. whew, that's but dedication, you're, you're, man. You're it's a better man than I am because <laughs> like like when you mentioned the idea of like yeah, you just took like all legendaries and went down alphabetically. It's like you know what that actually sounds pretty cool. I'll probably hit some jank, but you know what? Then I thought I had a Marv, and I was like, mm, uh, you know what? That just killed that idea. I'm not building that deck. No, I don't, damn. That just, like, killed the whole project. Like, I got oh, to... Fuck. God, how far did I end up getting? At a Marv. No, no. I got, I got probably, like, G or H before what? I, like, Holy ran shit. out of steam on it. Yeah. That's a crazy amount of legendary creatures, man. Yeah, it is. It's a couple hundred. Holy <laughs> Christ. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I was doing it because I was doing that article series that tapped out, and I was just like, That's oh, true. eventually yeah. I'll hit them. So I just started, like, building all the decks. I mean, you got 623, apparently? Exactly, yeah. Well, this is fucked. If you had stopped at Adamaro, you would have stopped after two. Yeah. <laughs> you got, like, Abishan and Adamaro. 
<laughs> ooh. It's like, ooh. I mean, Abishon, I guess you can tap all creatures without flying. Could make oh, no, s- that's totally serviceable. Yeah, like Cephalon. Yeah, no, I, I built that one. That was interesting. Yeah. So what, yeah. so what you're really saying is, is that if I'm going to take this challenge up and do, like, all the legendary creatures, I'm starting from Z. <laughs> oh, I mean, if, if you're going to get deterred by Adamara, then you need to start with just the ones that you think are good. Because, like, nope. every five, you're going to run into one that's as bad or worse <laughs> than Adamara. I mean, I would yeah, start nice. with Zergo. Zergo Helm Smasher, man. I would start with that, dude. No, the thing is, would... I don't think I'd have a problem. Yeah, like... and then Zergo Bellstrick. Yeah, ooh. Yeah, it's the thing. Like, you know, I have no problem with, like, jank creatures and whatever. But the idea of a mono red deck where I'm trying to build a deck based on what my opponent's hand size is. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like, that would be alright. It, it's the, it seems serviceable if red had the ability to control my opponent's hand size. If red had the ability to let other people draw cards or control, had good card draw or could just like everybody. Like, the best I can get from red mostly is Wheel of Fortune effects where I don't even change really the size of most hands. The best you I'm have... getting is maybe turning their hands to seven. Hey, hey, we totally have ways to return their hands to seven. We've got things like, let me bring this up here. Hold on. Uh, yeah, look, Shah of Nar of Nar Isle, forecasting cost for a six six Echo Zero. But when you pay its Echo cost, each opponent draws up to three cards. I actually somebody played <laughs> a Shah of Nar Isle deck against me once. <laughs> That uh, was yeah, it's hard. I mean, yeah, it's like no, this is not a good deck. I'm just <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like, like worst case scenario, right? I play that so I can get like what was what was he a six 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 trample, yeah. And his mana cost was what six four four. So I got to pay four five six seven. And his echo I got to pay right is zero. Oh, his echo is zero though. So I yeah, so I got to pay seven mana to get a six six and a three three. If all of my opponents had no cards in hand, just so that I can have Adamaro show up as a three-three for three that's mana, nine power for right. seven, and I that's, just, and I just gave the entire table at the very least nine cards. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth it. Like, and that's if I'm in a group of just me and three other people. If I'm in a group, and the thing is, it's not like it's like a limit on opponents. So, like, if I'm playing at a table that's got like four, five people. This just gets worse. I just literally just gave almost everybody half their hand back just well, so I, I can have say, the option to have a 3-3. Three, three. If that interaction did not blow up your skirt, stop looking at that deck list. Cause it, <laughs> it, better. it doesn't get better. It doesn't. Nope. It goes down from there. Yep. The guild gate. Ooh, can we just, let's just leave the guild gate. Right the, I don't know. That was so dumb. The way well, they wrapped up that maze storyline. I, I, I didn't yeah. mean Gilgate. I meant the uh, the Gatewatch. I got the, the wrong watch, group. Yeah, yeah. I got the wrong group. I got the wrong group. Right. I mean, whatever. There's Gilgates. There's something. There's Gatewatching. Gatewatchers. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking stupid. Man, the only thing that came out of that was, like, the mazes and deck. That's only slightly less stupid than, like, the door to nothingness deck. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's not... You're not saying much about your set. They're dragon... Whatever. Dragon Gate? Dragon's Maze. Dragon's Maze? Yeah. Calvin, just so you know, Community for 257 is um, a free-for-all roundtable on Is There Still a Worst Coloring Commander? Yes. (laughs) I guess that's that's pretty easy. All right. 
Um, moving on. Still red, huh? Nope. Really? White? Yep. Yeah. Whoa. Ooh. I don't know about that. Ooh. Alright, see, so this is what I like. Got some <laughs> nice, alright, no, don't talk about this again. You can go back to talking about, like, Garrick slash Vic. Alright, you gotta leave this shit for the segment. Yeah, oh, um, the worst part about that is I was talking about Jace, yet somehow Gary can have a conversation. <laughs> hey, whatever. This is cool. Um, also, Calvin, I guess before we start doing this again, is there any way we can get that sweet Star Trek fight music back for free for all roundtables? Uh, like I could probably way. find it. I mean, if we're only, we're using less than 30 seconds, they can't sue us, right? That's the Something rule? Like that. Or like, we're, we're so pathetic and, and we make no money anyway. <laughs> like, like, we're, like we're, we're so pathetic they won't come after us anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sweet. Was it one of those two is probably true. So let's let's do that. I don't know. I'm really I kind of jones in to see the new Star Trek movie, which is probably going to be pretty old good. by the time. So I, I heard good good things. Maybe mm-hmm. Into Darkness was kind of shit. And there's the six pack set review that's currently in the chat box. Oh. Get a chance to go through, and you can hear me and Eric talking all about uh, champions of Kamigawa. Oh God! Uh, oh, oh dear Lord! <laughs> what else? Like, you know, well, even though we were drunk, which I will wholly admit to, completely drunk. I mean, it's a six-pack set review. Yeah. If you're yeah. drinking old duels, I would be like giving you the stink eye over the internet right now. But you know, uh, granted, we were totally drunk, completely drunk. <laughs> we did still find several cards from that set that actually kind of, you know. We're of interest, and we're good for the format. I can't, I can't say a whole lot of shit. Like one of the the topics I want to talk about in um in a future episode has to revolves around some Kamigawa cards. So Kamigawa. I should stop taking a shit on that set. It's just moving on. Um. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say it, but it sounded like you you came total 180 at the end there, like. You were saying how white was the worst color, and then white wasn't the worst color. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what, I, I was trying to, what I was trying to say was, is like, it depends on your view of it, you know? Yeah. Like, if we're just talking about, like, color standing alone and on their own, red is better than white. We're just talking about, like, how it helps to format, because, like, you know, we're talking about, like, oh, yeah, green has the best ramp. But, like, okay, well, granted, green has the best ramp, but what else has it got? Damn you, Calvin, this is the internet. I have no time for your fucking nuanced arguments with complexity and shit. That's I want right. you to you take have a, to be like, an irrational stand color. on something and just yell about it. That's what the it's internet like is I, for. It's like, I hate this color so much that I'm going to go buy 20 copies of this mono-white card. And just wipe my ass. I wipe my ass with planes all day long. <laughs> Some, I don't know. Like, don't do that. You're... You're asking for hemorrhoids if you do that shit. Don't I mean, do it doesn't sound healthy, yeah. No, like, that's not. Maybe you phone once, and then you're just like, ow. So, I mean, it's going to clog your toilet. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yep. I mean, I'm even pretty, if you let that sure shit sit overnight, like, that's not good. I'm sure, like, using, like, magic cards for, like, wiping is a hell of a better than a three seashells from Demolition Man. Dude, I yeah. still, like, I, they need to make a sequel to that movie that's only a fucking commercial. <laughs> For the three seashells? Only a commercial that explains the three seashells. I like this. I like yeah, this. It's simple. It's buttons. There's three buttons. Okay, so. What do they I do? W- just, it's, not, it's just straight up merit lodge on, on, uh. I wonder what Garrett's dating profile would look like. <laughs> like to bash things. A lot like the Hulks, I would think. I like, like, like strong, silent type. 
Doesn't like to speak much. Very muscular. Very well fit. Loves to go out into the woods and loves nature. Enjoys long walks. Yeah, he's a bear. Yeah. He's definitely a bear. That grinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a Tinder profile for Garrick. It's a grinder profile. Hey, whatever. It's 2016. We're totally cool with that. But let's just call it as it is. That dude spent a lot of time in the woods with his wolf alone. Well, that's a different thing altogether. Just like, well, yeah, but you know. Garrick's Garrick profile basically says looking for someone who has who loves animals is not afraid of outdoor cooking or you know enjoys actually going through the wilderness and then you know somehow or another they like they end up hooking them up with Yorel the Mistalker. No, 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 dude. Okay, I mean the more I look at the art for Ulrich of the Crawling Horde. I think I, just, I think I just found fucking Garrick a date. <laughs> I go, seriously, man, look at this dude. You can tell, like, if they came into a clearing and they just met each other, they're like, hey, is that your piece of dead animal over spit? Why if I sit down and, you know, just I'm just saying, I think there might be a connection. You might be right. Yeah. Gary being slightly bashful with stroke in the back of his helmet. <laughs> like, you know, going off to hunt down a gigantic worm later on. You know? And, you know, Odric's like, oh, I love worms. Next thing you know, like, two of them just hand in hand, just kind of scoot off into sunset. Like, maybe Ulrich plays real coy every month, you know, I mean, around the moon. You're kind of defining roles pretty, pretty clearly, though. I mean, Ulrich being the uncontested alpha clearly being the top, right? I don't know. But, but then again, Garrick is the apex predator. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, they're so both like, so you, See, this can't work. They're both just, well, think, like, No, it would work because they both would enjoy trying to see who would be the one to pin the other one down. <laughs> <laughs> is this like, is, do we just like start morphing into like a domestic violence situation? I don't know, I don't know but this fanfic has gotten, uh. Yeah. Alright, well, let's right move on from the right slash pic. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We just wrote our own fucking magic slash pick. There you go. Oh, shit. I need those, a shower. Those oh. yowie stories. <laughs> okay. Yep. This is definitely time to move on. Moving on. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, alright, gentlemen. I want to say before we get off of it, this is probably just like side thing with this stuff. That Dang helmet him. that he's wearing that's so damn fucking metal. Mm-hmm. As I'm looking at it, you know what it reminds me of? Garrett. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's like Garrick's dad. Like, you know, Garrick, you know, like, 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 I'm thinking about it, it's like, you know, he's got a similar helmet, he's got a love for nature, he's got a horde of wolves, he's a human, but Garrick probably, like, you know, just got his spark, and I wouldn't expect his father to have a spark for you to water. Hmm. That's a good you know, point. Where, so whatever plane Master of the Wild Hunt is from, I'm assuming that's the plane wherever Garrick is supposed to be from. Hmm. Yeah, he was just in a corset. I think he was yeah, just yeah. printed once in like M10. Yeah, Wait, M10. Was that the same so, one that uh, Garrick came in? Garrick, the original Garrick came in. Uh, and Lorowin. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Garrick was in that corset too. Yeah. Oh, they, 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 they reprinted those bad boys. They did it. They did it. <laughs> yep. Damn. This is the father that didn't give him any attention. Now he's on a rampage <laughs> killing planeswalkers. It's like, Dad, you were always hanging out with your wolves. Never had <laughs> like, time Garrett, for get me. back in the house and stop running around the wilderness <laughs> and all that fur and hunting people down with your beast. I learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And Garrick wasn't even supposed to be in any of our cards, but I think we spent more time talking about Garrick. That all makes sense now. Oh shit! That's why he would fall for Ulrich, because Ulrich turns into a wolf. 
And his dad uh, loves see. Wolves. Oh, see? Bringing shit. Bringing back. Damn. Oh, man. All right, we're getting the fuck off this topic. <laughs> but, but by the way, another reason why this should have been Jund is Garrick Relentless makes wolf tokens that would be badass in this deck. But you can't play him. But you can't play him because he's black on one side, and so he doesn't play <sighs> Yeah. That's the other yeah. thing about Garrick I don't like, because all the other ones, they just make beast tokens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, is it, make, yeah. why is it when he gets to Innistrad, he stops fucking with beasts, and suddenly now he's just all about the wolves? Yeah. Because it was relevant to that plane. He was, like, like <laughs> reverting at that point. He was all messed up. He went back to his, like, troubled teenage years when his dad wouldn't listen to him. Yeah. Uh, some of his fools because they remind him of home Aww. and his mother, the master of the wild hunt. Did you say his mother? Um, he reminds him of his father. Oh, okay. I'm like, maybe it is his mom. I mean, maybe Garrick's mom has Whoa. a bitch and beard. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like, we don't know where the fuck this guy's from. So hey, that's true. Hey, <laughs> if Garrick is in Ulrich, then not necessarily, like, you know, maybe yeah. that's just the... Maybe that explains a lot. That's, you know? that's the lifestyle that he was brought up in, you know? He was brought up in a family where he happened to have two dominant male figures who he looked over him. Kind of yeah. like that show, Two and a Half Men. Yeah, see, there you go. Whatever. I mean, you know, it's 2016 here. Whatever goddamn year it is out there, it's cool. We're not going to judge. As long as you don't have that chain veil, then, you know, then he's got to fucking murder you. But, yeah. you know, south of that, you're fine. So, all right. Uh, now that we've solved um, Garrick's emotional and social problems, sweet. Let's giving just... Garrick a better backstory than Wizards of the Coast ever could. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like, I, I like the story we came up with, like, way better than anything I've seen written in, in any Forgotten Realm shit or whatever they want to do on. Whatever they, whatever, like, didn't they do, like, a, a series of, like, comic books or something for that? I don't know. It was yeah, kind of lame. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and even good. in that series, Garrick Stewart has no real major backstory. Yeah, his home well, plane has no shit. real like you know he doesn't have like a name to plane just yet that he's from. Yeah, he's from Master of the Wild Hunt plane. Exactly, wherever that is, you know, wolf plane. It's also I'm like I meant to be over at six and it's six thirty. I'm usually better on time, but that, that that but that's you know I'm sorry that's my fault. No, no, that's not your fault. That's just like uh, we're, yeah. we got we got a little off topic on a couple of things. So and all that off topic stuff is me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for thirty minutes of just cowering, rambling, and taking us all. I mean, I think we're all responsible for the Garrick slash fic. Like, Absolutely. That's, that's I, I think, I think we all have to take credit on that. Yeah, that's, that's not. <laughs> yeah, plus once we start into his dad, that was like. That's like some Oprah shit with him and his dad, Master of the Wild Hunt, and then maybe his mom had a beard. You get know. old wolf and you get old. You know, yeah, man. So, you know. Well, maybe um, his mom was a werewolf. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why his dad's all into wolves. Ooh. Like, like and his that's mom's why a he's, now he's trying to find somebody who emulates his mother, and that's why he's going for Ulrich. Is that what we're going for? Yeah. And then on top of that is the other reason why he transformed. The curse isn't really doing anything to him. It's trying to unleash his inner beast. Whoa. Yeah, we did just write a better backstory than anyone <laughs> Wizards had in years. Um, sweet. <laughs> um, that confirms a lot of my suspicions about, like, the, the writing over there. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway. Just putting a little bit of flavor text on the, uh, whatever Guardians of Melitus or whatever it was. That's nothing. We made a gay planeswalker with parent issues out the wazoo. Yeah. That's like, yep. That's prime right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So take that Watsy. Like fighting with an inner struggle because deep down inside like oh, actually you know what? Yeah, he's a gay werewolf. 
Yeah. So like, yeah, he, like he's like fighting his like natural state. He knows what he is. He just doesn't want to be that way because that's oh wow, that's like oh this like symbolism, like next level. That's, that, yeah. Holy shit, we really did just write the best like the best um get ma- Magic <laughs> the Gathering story. Like right now. By the way, oh, when you when you assemble the dangly bits, you have to put all these pieces of this story <laughs> together. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's, it's going to be separated by literally a month. Yeah. So. Minigas.com